Hey, it's Christy. Welcome to Do the Work. Today and every day, we'll talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. We'll discuss what emotional work looks, sounds, and feels like in our day-to-day lives. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with your God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do the Work. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing a conversation that I had with Matt and Katie Davis several months ago. But before we talk about that, and before we get into that conversation, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast with others that you think it would benefit. And thank you for leaving reviews on the platform that you listen to the podcast. When you do that, when you leave reviews, that helps this podcast reach a larger audience. In large part, because you have said, hey, this is something that is worth listening to. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing and for leaving reviews. I am excited to share this. um, I'm happy to share this conversation that I had with Matt and Katie Davis. It was actually one of the first podcasts that I recorded. And when I began this podcast, as those of you who have listened to all of the podcasts will know, originally, I was going to have just short conversations, little snippets of what maybe a coaching experience might sound and feel like, and then, you know, give tools and uh, principles and tips that might be helpful for someone in their own life. Well, that has transformed into something different. And I feel really grateful for what it's become today. And I, I didn't want to miss this conversation with Matt and Katie, because I just think it's a really good conversation. But I wanted to get some groundwork laid before I shared this conversation with Matt and Katie. I want you to be really mindful that one conversation with one couple is never going to give anyone a full picture of a full experience um, or what's happening, you know, daily and in in this one couple's life experience or any of our life experience. And Matt and Katie do a beautiful job of sharing a common experience that so many individuals inside of their relationships have, not just married relationships. This can happen in friendships, in familial relationships with siblings and parents. So many different ways that our relationships are affected. And Katie and Matt just so vulnerably and beautifully share one of their experiences. So from the very bottom of my heart, I feel so grateful for their willingness to be vulnerable and share and to let all the rest of us look and notice where we might be showing up in similar ways and how we might apply the tools and principles that we discuss in this conversation. Relationships are complicated. I'll say that in as many ways that I can. They're also wonderful. We were meant to connect. We were meant to be in relationships. And a marriage relationship, I believe, is the most sacred, most intimate relationship that we can have. And so this conversation with Matt and Katie feels important to me to invite all who are listening to consider, okay, 
So as I speak with Matt and Katie, we talk about being responsible for our own emotions. We talk about feelings that arise inside of relationships and how sometimes, often, if not most of the time, you know, anger, uh, being frustration isn't actually about the, the thing that we're angry at at that moment. It, it generally has many layers to it. So as you listen today to this conversation with Matt and Katie, just thinking yourself, I also recorded this before um, I started asking the question, okay, what tools, what tips could someone take from this podcast and apply to their life? So I'm going to ask you that question at the beginning today. What tools, what tips, as you listen to this conversation with Matt and Katie, what, how can you apply this to your life? I also would love any questions that you have. You can go on to my website, coachchristy.life. There's a place to ask questions for the podcast for that week. You could also get on my Instagram or Facebook, coach underscore with underscore Christy, and ask a question there. Love your questions. If you listen and you're like, hey, but what this or what did you mean by this? Please ask your questions. So here we go. Matt and Katie, thank you so much for being willing to share and come on this brand new podcast as it was just forming and being created and transforming. I'm so grateful for your time and for your willingness to share. Here we go, Matt and Katie. Matt and Katie, welcome to Do the Work. I'm so happy to have you here. And I know you come from South Carolina or you're calling from South Carolina. Will you tell me just a little bit about each of you? Yeah, I'll start. So I am from Utah. I love the outdoors. I spent a lot of my childhood and growing up just outdoors. Um, Katie and I met while we were serving our missions um, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Armenia. And after we got home, we went to BYU and then got married. It's been six years that we've been married, and we have two little boys. They are ages three and two, so it's really busy around here. And yeah, about a year ago, we ended up moving from Utah to South Carolina to buy six acres and start a little hobby farm. And so that's been kind of what we've been up to for the last year or so. Thank you, Katie. How about you? Yeah, so I I love cooking. I love baking. I've loved one of the reasons I wanted we wanted to move out here is because I really wanted to do a hobby farm, have some projects, some animals. So I'm really excited to get into that and spend a lot of time outside. Um, I also have a part time job, and I mostly am at home with the kids, and then have a part time remote job that I do during the day. So great, and I I want to point out just right here in the front, you are the first couple that we've had that I've had on the podcast. And I wanted to be clear that I asked each of you who you are, because for any marriage to be successful and connected and full of love, both of you have to be clear about who you are before you can really um, successfully become one together in your marriage. As you both described each of your loves and your um, maybe hobbies and passions, You've got a good start on that. I can hear it. So good job there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's so true, though. It is important to be differentiated from each other. So true. Good. Okay, well, let's get right to your question. What's your question? Yeah, so we wanted to talk about today how Matt, like we said, we've been married for about six years. So we have some experience with taking care of each other's needs. 
But something that we've been struggling with lately is we're both trying really hard to take care of each other. For me, specifically emotionally, and for Matt, sometimes physically, sometimes emotionally. And we try really hard to help each other and to meet each other's needs. And we've talked about it. We've explained how we would like that to happen. And sometimes it just feels like we're falling short and we're not getting our needs met and we're falling short and helping the other person. Mm, Such a good question. And so many can relate to that question inside of marriage. Would one of you be willing to share from your perspective what that sounds and feels like? Yeah, I'll start off. So I, the reason I wanted to talk about this was Last week, specifically, I was having a lot of, I was feeling really overwhelmed with life, with my kids and with my job and just a lot of things going on. I was feeling frustrated. I was feeling a lot of rage and sadness. And there were a few days that I was just feeling really down. And one of the nights I was just really sad and I was crying and Matt was trying to comfort me, trying to help me feel better. It almost made me just even more frustrated and sad that he didn't know what to do to help me, that he wasn't comforting me in the way that I needed. And it was just making me spiral even more. And so that was really frustrating to me. And he was trying, he was doing his best, but I just felt like I wish that we were better at this. I wish he was better at this for me. And I know he feels the same about me sometimes too. Yeah. Okay. So good. It sounds like you are in a really painful space. And first and foremost, Katie, that is tip number one is valid. When you are in pain or in an uncomfortable space, just note it, just validate it. This, I, this hurts. I'm uncomfortable. Right. Okay. So then I'm going to take some of your language, Katie, and, um, we're going to talk about it. You said I, I was feeling rage. I was feeling frustration. I was feeling sadness. And I got even more mad when he tried to validate it. So yes, is that accurate? Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one thing to realize is that when we're feeling rage, it's almost never about what you're actually mad about, what you're saying you're mad about. So you are feeling overwhelmed. Um, Sounds like you were feeling some disappointment or sadness in different ways. So often, so then, you know, who knows, someone, one of the kids spills something all over the floor and you respond really big, but it actually is not about what was spilled on the floor. So if you go back to that experience in your head and you said, I was feeling rage, frustration, sadness, what about, so Matt was trying to comfort and care and, and see you, it sounded like. Mm-hmm. But when you stop and look underneath, especially the rage, what was under, what was the rage covering? I think the rage was covering me feeling inadequate in lots of aspects of my life and maybe just feeling like I was burning the candle on both ends and that I just was falling short over and over and maybe failing in lots of aspects of my life. And that was just making me feel insecure and worthless and just really sad about myself. That's that's a lot of clarity right there. So mm-hmm. good job for recognizing that. I'm curious, Matt, did were you able to connect into that? Um did you know what she was frustrated about or or was it 
was it tempting to feel like I've got to fix this? Like I've got to do something here to make this better. So I definitely do have the tendency to to enter conversations like that with the attitude of wanting to fix it. And so, yeah, that's probably what I was feeling for sure. I think a lot of those things that she was feeling are common feelings that she has where she feels inadequate or she feels like she's failing in a lot of things or just kind of that's what's causing her to to feel like that. So I feel like I, I was aware to some extent that she was feeling some of those things. But yeah, to me in the moment, it was like, how can I help her work through this? And I I personally felt inadequate to do that, especially as I felt like our conversation that we were having just wasn't wasn't like solving or like not just solving it, but helping her like work through it. I just felt like we were not not doing that. Yeah. Well, and I think like generally Matt is really good at helping me understand those underlying problems that I'm having. But I feel like in the moment when I was just so low and just feeling so many feelings, it wasn't that I needed to talk about it or fix it, you know, but it was more just like I needed to him to cuddle me or I needed him to comfort me using words or I I guess I don't really know what I was looking for, but what he was doing was just making me more upset and sad. Yeah. So Katie, have you got your seatbelt on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Keep ready. <laughs> but they did. Because this is hard. This is a hard thing sometimes to hear. You started by saying sometimes we don't really know how to take care of each other's needs. And the truth is, Matt's not responsible to take care of your needs. And you get to get really good at noticing, wow, I am in a ton of shame. I talked about shame in an earlier podcast, recognizing that shame always attacks the person, that you, not your behavior. So you can hear that in your language, right? I felt inadequate. I felt like a failure. I felt rich. You can hear that shame is driving. You're like in the back of the bus and shame is just around town. Can you hear it? Yes, for sure. Yeah. So if you back up your experience, can you can you notice? So a really important tool to have. Your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings create your behavior. So if we back that up, what were you thinking that was creating that feeling? So maybe think about what the experience was you were having, but what were you thinking other than I felt inadequate? Inadequate at what? I think I was feeling I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good employee. I'm just not enough in general. I think those thoughts were coming around in my mind a lot and that I'm not worthy of Heavenly Father's love. I'm not worthy of my kids' love, things like that. Yeah. As as I hear you say that, Katie, I, I wish you were here with me in my office so that I could look you straight in the eyes and say, that is a lie. Anytime you ever hear, I am not enough, I'm not a good enough this, I'm not a good enough that, that does not come from a place of truth. It comes from distorted beliefs. So when you hear that coming out of you, whether it's just in your thoughts or even out of your mouth, 
That's where you want to go. Red alert. I've left center. I have left the place, which is the present, where I have agency, where I can actually choose how I want to respond to this situation. Shame is so loud. It will come in through any crack. And you can hear it in your language. If you get really good at noticing, you can hear it. I'm not a good enough wife. I'm I'm a not a good employee. I'm not a good mom. Who's the judge? Are you are you the judge and the jury? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if the truth was you'd had a hard day. Maybe the kids were I don't know what had happened. Yeah, I think a lot of it it had just been building for me. I'm a pretty steady person, but then when I start getting stressed, it kind of just starts building up. So I think it had been building for weeks and I wasn't managing it well. I wasn't taking care of myself. And the kids were being just really extra hard and everything was just building up and it just kind of started spilling out in not good ways. Yeah. So as we as we look at it, and when you said everything was building up, it makes sense then because you are emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally weaker. You mm-hmm. you've surrendered that, right? Like you've give not surrendered in a good way, but you've like let go of some of your power and your ability to choose. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So if you if you go all the way back to the what is the truth? If we refuse shame. If we refuse to let shame have a voice in that experience, what's the truth? The truth is that I am a good person and I'm trying my best every day and that I'm a human and I make mistakes and that's okay. And that I am worthy of love from everybody around me, even if I do make mistakes. Spot on. And I love when you said I'm human. I, I'm going to make mistakes. Yes. <laughs> we can accept that we're human, that we can make mistakes. There's, there's less stress actually in our stress is a general state of mind, right? It's, I've started to think something about something which creates a stressful experience. But when you allow yourself to make mistakes, I promise you, you will have mo- many, much less. Can you, is anyone an English major here? How am I going to say that? <laughs> a lot less moments of stress because yeah. there won't be that I've got to do it right. It has to be, you know, perfect. All of those kinds of things. It's just like, oh, yeah. mistake. I'm going to try that again. Yeah, I love that. I imagine like you saying that I imagine me just feeling a little bit more free. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely incredible when we choose to see through a lens, a clear lens, not letting shame drive um, our thoughts or our behavior, there is actual freedom there. That Mm -hmm. is it. Okay. Before we end today, I'm curious if at some point in this experience with Matt, Katie, you responded to him in a way that was not in line with who you want to be or how you want to show up. Yes, absolutely. I I feel like I really just kind of shut down. I put a lot of blame on Matt, especially in those moments that I was feeling 
sad that he wasn't like showing up for me in the way that I wanted. I blamed him. And I also just lied to myself really and was just like, Matt doesn't understand me. He doesn't care about me, which is completely unfair to Matt because I know he does love me and care about me. But I was just in such a hard place. So I put a lot of blame on him. Yeah. So you may have already done this because this didn't happen today, but you get to make mistakes even in that place. And it is critical for connection in your relationship that if when you blame, and the reason we blame others, Katie, is because we don't want to look at, maybe there's something that you um, are disappointed in, you know, you had an expectation, but it's not, you know, um, coming about the way that you had hoped or and there's a lot of reasons that we blame other people. Uh-huh. But if you're willing, when you find yourself blaming, to look and go, okay, what? where am I dropping responsibility? What is my part here? And really, if we go back, what I really wanted to get to before we end is, so you blamed him, you were unkind, you were human, it sounds like. And you can clean that up. You absolutely can just turn to him at any point and say, I'm so sorry. I did not. Well, I did probably try to hurt you. <laughs> I don't want you. I don't want to hurt you. Uh-huh. Please tell me how it felt when I responded to you that way. Uh-huh. How does that feel? That feels good. And I... I don't know, maybe we should ask Matt, but I hope that I kind of repaired that situation and helped him feel a little bit better about it after I lashed out at him. Yeah. Did it feel that way, Matt, for you? Yeah, I think we, I think both of us are really good at apologizing quickly. Um, and and so, yeah, I definitely felt like we were able to to get back on good terms. And I do agree that it's not my responsibility to take care of Katie. And I, I think it's awesome that we we talked about like her and her needs um, being met like by herself and recognizing that the truth that's there. I think um, it opened my eyes a little bit, this conversation to realize that a lot of those feelings were just coming from like a single singular place of like Katie feeling inadequate, Katie feeling insecure, Katie feeling shame, you know, generally. Mm -hmm. um, I think that gives me direction to on, on just like uh, being a good husband to her in the future and like recognizing that that's something that she might feel when she's feeling stressed. So I really appreciated that understanding. That's great. You're not responsible to take care of Katie's needs. And in a loving, connected relationship, you care about Katie's needs. And mm -hmm. that's the difference, right? That's, that's, a, that's a huge piece right there, that when we recognize I can't control Katie's experience, but I can love her and care for her. And if that means up close or at a distance, I, I, can, I can follow and come to those, you know, see that there. Katie, thank you. And Matt, thank you. I know Matt just left to go help the kids, but thank you so much for sharing. It's not easy to address real issues in our marriage. And so many people will just, would just sweep that under the rug and act like it never happened, which is just destructive actually in a yeah. relationship. Well, thank you so much for saying all of those things. It really helped me feel more grounded, understand myself better, and understand what I can do in the future to avoid that situation again. Thanks, Katie. So grateful to have you both on today. 
Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you. Hey, talk soon. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.